All right, let's go all the way back to COVID. Remember when we were not working in the office and there were people living in the county and working in the county? Yes. And then there were people like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Why am I paying an earnings tax if I'm living in this county Mm. and not working in the city? And so they were like, hey, wait a minute, I want a refund. The city said, "Mm, not so fast. And so a couple of smart lawyers got together and said, let's sue. They won. Now the appeal is today. Mark Milton, one of the attorneys for the plaintiffs from the Milton Law Group. Mark, welcome to the Big 550 KTRS. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. So today's the, today's the big day, right? Well, actually, the big day, I think, was about a year ago when Judge Sangheiser in the city ruled that the city uh, must issue refunds to teleworkers for days worked outside the city. So today is the appellate hearing. The city appealed that decision we have cross appealed. Um, you know, we're we're seeking class action status, which was dismissed very early on in the case. And so we cross appealed, saying, "Hey, not only should our six individual plaintiffs get their refunds, but because of the egregious conduct by the collector and not following the law, which, by the way, he had always followed and interpreted uh, the way we did prior to the COVID pandemic, uh, we feel like everyone who was harmed deserves to recover their money." And so you want to turn this back into a class action lawsuit? Correct, because what they've argued is they've said every individual has to file a lawsuit. Well, I mean, we're talking potentially tens of thousands of, of non-residents who, you know, commuted into the city traditionally but didn't do so during COVID because they were forced, you know, they were told they couldn't. They were forced to stay home. You know, the paralegal making $45,000 is having $450 of her money kept and the city is refusing to refund that and they don't have a basis for doing so because the law the statute is very clear that it's only for work done in the city and there's also a state statute that says that and keep in mind the the, the collector in the city they didn't even try to change the law in response to the pandemic like so many other jurisdictions did the collector just unilaterally declared we're no longer issuing these refunds uh you know too bad, uh, you know, you're not getting them. And so uh, I, I myself, I mean, I've, I've prepared refund claims for people for teleworking days for years. Um, and so once he made that decision halfway through the year, um, I wasn't going to just let that stand. And I, I partnered up with Beavis Shock, who's a big-time constitutional lawyer. And so, um, you know, we're very proud of the result we got at the lower court, but now we've got to defend that and also – push for the class action status the city has made no bones about wanting to delay this for as long as possible using the donald trump method of lawsuits i guess uh how confident are you that that you can get to the end of this thing well you know we're really confident that the the ultimate decision is going to stand which is going to create you know problems for the city going forward if you know 75 percent of the tax is paid by non-residents and they're no longer going to be able to to keep that money. Now, on the class action piece, there's a lot of legal legal arguments. We feel like we've laid it out there pretty clearly, the factual and legal arguments. So we're hopeful um, we'll recover. But, I, I mean, I would just emphasize to everyone out there, if you think you are owed money, you know, you need to pursue it yourself and, and you know, submit a claim. Because if you do nothing, you're certainly not going to uh, have a chance of getting a refund. Yeah, the, the earnings tax is is so misunderstood and not understood if you live in the city, you have to pay a 1% earnings tax, even if you work in the county. If you work Correct. in the county, but or if you live in the county and you work in the city, then you have to still pay the 1% earnings tax. 
for for the days you you work in the city. So they have always given refunds to people. It's prorated based on the number of days they worked outside the city. So you know, people from Illinois, every every surrounding county, they've been able to get those uh, teleworking days. What's really absurd is the collector said we're not going to give you teleworking days, but we'll give you travel days. Well, hmm, let's see who does that benefit? The CEOs who travel, the professional athletes who travel for for. Uh, road games, they're still giving them their refunds. And that, to us, is an equal protection violation. What's the difference? You're either in the city or you're not. So to give those people their refunds uh, and not give the refund to the paralegal or the secretary working from home is absolutely outrageous. So are you saying that they refund Adam Wainwright's prorated salary when he pitches in Milwaukee? If he applied for the refund... Based on, you know, the number of days, assuming he's a non-resident, which I assume he, he didn't live in the city of St. Louis. Right. Yeah, they're, they're saying, yeah, we'll still give Adam Wainwright uh, or whoever else is a professional athlete their, their uh, prorated refund, but we're not going to give it to the person making 40, 50 grand a year. What about Shohei Otani when he comes and plays in St. Louis? <laughs> is he charged a 1% earnings tax on the prorated yep. funds for that game? Correct. Yes. Road uh, road teams do pay the one percent earnings tax, just like professional you know baseball players here in St. Louis. When they travel to other jurisdictions, they often pay you know state and local taxes uh, in the jurisdictions where they play. Let me ask you this absurd question. Let's say Shohei Otani is plays for the Dodgers, comes to town, and he takes the day off. He's in the dugout. He's on the roster, but he doesn't play in the game. Does he pay well, the one percent earnings tax? So, yes, he would because vacation days or, or off days don't count. The fact that he's still getting paid, you know, they get paid based on the number of games of the season. And so he would still, if he's in town, you know, he's, he's going to have to pay that. Now, you could argue if he, did, if he didn't make the road trip, I think he's got a pretty good argument that he's not liable for that 1% because he's not, he's not in the city that day. All right, so you're going to go and make your argument today. What's the next step and how long are you waiting for this court to then rule on this uh, appeal sure so we've got the three three person three judge panel today the eastern district uh they probably will hear argument they'll ask they'll ask questions um you know we've done a lot of briefing in advance and i would imagine you know it'll take weeks or months uh for them to issue their ruling and again that just goes to the city delaying this as, as long as possible which also you know bolsters our constitutional claims that 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 there's a lot of harm being done here and it needs to be needs to be addressed you know, the other thing, you, you brought this case uh, 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 with six people complaining. Wouldn't it be cheaper just for the city to give these people their, their refunds and just have it go away? Well, that's, that's what we've already won. So we've won these six individuals, assuming the lower court decision stands, which we feel like it should, you know, they will get their refunds. But, again, we brought it. These, these brave individuals came forward and, and were willing to – represent a potential class and so it's not only recovering their refunds but you know they're, they're st they've stepped up uh to try to to try to you know right the harm that's been caused to the the broader public mark how is this working out in in other areas i know kansas city didn't didn't kansas city refund all the money and how's yes. this working in, in other in other cities yeah kansas city has the exact same state statute they have a, uh which allows them to have the earnings tax and they followed the law they recognized they did a lot of planning when when COVID hit. They did a lot of planning. They they you know the uh, budget director, the finance director for Kansas City testified before a Missouri House committee about all the planning they did to prepare 
for the potential refund claims. She said that historically they had done about four million in refund claims, um, and with COVID they did seventeen million, which was a hit to the city. But at least they were prepared for it. Versus here in St. Louis, you know, the collector and his deputy came and testified, and they really had no plan, and they really uh, don't have a contingency plan for, you know, assuming this court decision stands, how are they going to, you know, uh, you know deal with it. it it just seems like they're sort of whistling by the graveyard at this point on this issue the city at one point did they not make the argument wait a minute the server for your company is in the city <laughs> therefore you have to pay the one percent earnings tax that was their initial argument which we dismissed right away because one of our clients uh there's his his employer their server was in minneapolis so that argument fell fell apart pretty quick and then they tried to say well if you're delivering your your services into the city, like i.e. you're sending emails and reporting back to your home office that's in the city, that's enough to to make you liable. Well, that's absurd. I mean, that means that you know you could have uh, somebody in in London who's working for a St. Louis-based company and emailing it, you know, their timesheets and and work product back here to St. Louis. You you can't tax, you can't impose the earnings tax on that person. That would be unconstitutional. So. Their argument, first of all, it, it is not consistent with the plain language. And second of all, even if you interpret it that way, that by itself would be unconstitutional. Mark, so uh, they don't really have a good argument. Mark, on a side note, and this is a question I've always curious about, and maybe you can answer it for me, sort of an esoteric question. And that is, if you live in the county and you work in the city, you're charged the 1% earnings tax. But you don't get a say in who the mayor is or the alderman or so isn't that a form of taxation without representation and how can that be legal well it's legal because if you're working for a city employer you're you're when you go into the city you're sort of availing yourself of their jurisdiction and that's where uh you know we have people who literally did not did not have an office any longer in the city for example at&t employees they the city went after at&t as an employer and their employees for people who literally were assigned full-time telework, didn't have offices at 1010 Pine, and uh, the city had the nerve to sort of issue a blanket uh, deficiency note, you know, no- notices across the board to a lot of these people. And that, to me, again, that won't stand, and AT&T has their own lawsuit uh, over that issue. But, I mean, if you are going into the city to work, then the city has a right to tax you. Now, I mean, that's like if you own property in the city, but you don't live there. I mean, you don't have a right to vote. So, I mean, be, because you're in the city, they do have a right to tax you, even though you don't, you know, you can't vote on it. All right, Mark Milton. Uh, thanks for checking in. Thanks for clarifying a lot of it. And uh, we'll keep you on speed dial. Um, keep your phone on because this this is about to get really interesting. So we look forward to more conversations. Will do. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. Mark Milton, who's running uh, one of the plaintiffs for the attorneys on the uh, 1% earnings tax in the city of St. Louis.